It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. Where our discussions are based in evidence. And we try to maintain our relevance. But two drinks in, and we try not to lose our. It's the slightly crunchy mom cast. Slightly crunchy mom cast. The slightly crunchy mom cast. Hey, 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 this is the slightly crunchy mom cast. This is a podcast with research based parenting information from a real world perspective of two moms just trying not to lose their shit. Hey. Do you like our podcast? Let us know. Take a moment. Leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us out, and it's going to help others find our podcast, too. Now, let's get to it. Today's episode 25, and we're talking about lying to your children. And liars. We, liars. Liar, liar, pants on fire. And we contemplating calling this F. This episode, Mythical Creatures and the Lies They Force Upon You. I still think that that's good. It sounds like a good romantic <laughs> book. It's not searchable, though, I've decided. Oh, We're going to explain what that means. But hey, I wanted to say there's a little bit of a fun fact about episode fact. I'm sorry. I'm not very articulate. We're starting this podcast late in the evening. On a Friday. On a Friday. After a work week. And... um. If it if it's indicative of anything, I'm already at the point where I'm having an old fashioned. Really, I didn't realize I came. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You were drinking. A beer I was drinking and a beer. Another one with your husband. Then I had another one at dinner. Oh, but I can't do that because of my allergies. And now, well, my allergies are not a problem. But <laughs> there is something special about episode twenty-five, Whitney. Care to be sentimental with me on episode 25? This is where we were going to stop? Yes. So oh, that so, is where you're going. <laughs> so originally we were like, okay, so so here's the thing. You guys have, I don't know if we've talked about this, so this might be a good time. So if you've seen our picture on our main like podcast, Slightly Crunchy Momcast, whatever, uh, I'm like nursing Rhett and Whitney is saying something to me. So we were at a brewery on a random day in like October. October. I was still on maternity leave. So Rhett was like two, three months-ish. So maybe it was like September. I don't know. No, it was October because the kids were wearing costumes. So I was probably getting ready to go back to work if I hadn't just gone back to work. Anyways, we're sitting there at the brewery. We're all having a drink. The three kids are running amok and Rhett's on my boob. I'm like, you know what? We're hilarious. We should. We sure do think we're funny. The people need to know how funny we are. We should do a podcast. And Whitney was like, yes, we should. I really thought you were joking. This well, I wasn't really that serious. But then. But my, I forgot you're type A. Okay, well, no, no, no. What, no, no, no. What happened okay. was. What happened was. So then in November, my anniversary is November 5th. And my husband, as part of my anniversary gift, Gave me all this podcasting equipment. Still didn't know we were serious. And I was like, okay, well, now I have to do it. Well, and when I was talking to my <laughs> husband about it, I was like, yeah, let's podcast. Whoa. I really didn't know a lot about podcasts. Mm. Now I listen to them. Mm-hmm. I even think there's an episode where I'm like, I don't even listen to them. Yeah. Now I listen to podcasts. And I do listen them. to them. And I've always listened you to them. You always have. And so when she mentioned it, you know, I had a buzz on. I was like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> and I am a dreamer. I mean, one day I'm going to the Philippines. The next it's Kenya. I don't, I'm, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. None of it comes true. And I am like, if I say something, I need to follow up on it. But so, so so Michael had given me all this podcast stuff. And so Whitney and I said, okay, well, we will do the the rule is we're going to do this as long as we're having fun doing it. 
but we know that you've got to be consistent to make anything happen as a general rule. So we decided 25 episodes we would commit. I thought it was 20. We, we argued a lot. It's very clear it was always 25. It was, 20. it was always 25. And so we decided, like, we're going to do 25 episodes, and then from there we'll make a decision. Well, so we'll let you know at the end what we're going to keep doing. <laughs> That's right. So I put in a cliffhanger in there. Oh, shit. Oh, cliffhanger. <laughs> so anyways, I've already said what I'm drinking. What you drinking, girl? Oh, we're both drinking Old Fashioned, hey. but this is donated by Elena. Thanks, Listen, Elena. Listen, Elena is one of my coworkers, and she is an awesome, awesome chick. She bought us three beers because she said, I know for a fact, you can't get two beers for $10. And I was like, <laughs> she ain't wrong. We were just downstairs talking about the price of beers and inflation and how annoying it is. Don't get me wrong. We're still definitely going to keep drinking. We're definitely going to keep buying them, but we're not happy about it. We're not happy, but we are going to keep going. All right. Hey. All right. So today you have to introduce yourself. Oh, sorry. I'm Brittany. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a licensed clinical addiction specialist. And I'm Whitney. I'm a nurse. So that's it. So I have here's my here's my fun fact for the week. So I work in the intensive care unit and I'll do rapid response. And we have these traveler nurses because that's what nursing is about now. And (laughs) I was talking to them and they've read 280 books and 410 books respectively in the past year. So all these women do is they read. And so I was like, talk to me about some books so they recommended these romance books oh god i will tell you right now if you recommend a book to me i promise you i will give it a try i've read almost every book that has been recommended to me so i do and they're romance novels and one of them is entitled alien tyrant i can't alien tyrant is about an alien who has to seduce a um, human (laughs) so that they can go on to make babies to keep the alien world so i'm reading i was like sure okay yeah no i'll read it Anyway, apparently he has a long schlong as well. A I mean, long these are- schlong. So then I was like thinking to myself, I was like, you know, my husband used to read to me all the time when we first got together. Oh, this is disgusting. So I've convinced my husband to read Alien Tyrant to me at night. Girl, I'd be your tyrant. And at first he was like, no, you can't be serious. I was like, no, baby, please, 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 please. You're please. serious because you sent me a video of Brian reading this book I'll to post you. it. Oh, God. He sits there and he rocks in the chair as he's reading Alien Tyrant. And if you're thinking this sounds weird. Oh, it is so weird. I mean, only. Oh, oh Whitney, it's weird. Uh, it's weird. You we, should try it. Uh, no. Listen to our listeners. I want one of you guys to go home, pick out a book, have your husband read it, make it super weird and okay. comfortable for them. And let me know if you can uh, email uh, us. I want to course correct here. This is not about Brian reading to you that's weird. The, the, the thing that's weird is that this book is Alien Tyrant. I don't think it's getting a, you all hot and bothered. No, 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 no. It hasn't done that. Because we're not to anything yet. It's about oh. the alien is walking. Oh, you're going to get there. Yeah, but I don't know that it will. I mean, listen, I will read anything people recommend. And let me tell you, some of these books, they recommend i'm like holy oh there's some sultry stuff this book was clearly made in someone's basement (laughs) and then sent out i don't know that it's a top seller so if you're the author of alien tyrant i'm reading your book and we'll have you on as a as a um, oh my god we should a guest we could do it why not i would read it if they were coming on oh my goodness (laughs) and the one thing about him is that he never lies to her Oh, he's so honest, that alien. So that's our segue. He's got, so we've learned two things. He's got a long dick. <laughs> I said long. You went for dick. I went for dick. Again, Tra- three drinks it's the old-fashioned speaking. That's where you're at. And he's honest. So today, 
We're talking about lies and lying to your kids. And don't act like you ain't lied to your children. Because oh, well, you know you done lied to your children. Well, one study found that in the U.S., 84% of parents had reported lying to their child. Guess what the number one thing is that they lied to their children Santa about? Claus. No, that's not it. Oh. They falsely threatened to leave a child alone in public if <laughs> she fo- refuses to follow them. I've done that. All right, bye, girl. What am I afraid of that? She and now the kid was with me. She got in her car, drove off down the road, and Randall. Sorry, Randall. The entire time was like, "She'll be back." He looked at me. He was like, "She's coming back." And sure enough, here she comes. And she was like, "Get in the car." I was like, "He didn't. He didn't buy it. You might want to quit that one." (laughs) Well, so what? What got us thinking about this was there's some lies that we sort of like. In our culture, in American culture, I don't know how we it is. We on. We have to do it. Because it's like, if you don't want to comply, you, sorry, because all your kids' friends are. And what I'm talking about is Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, and the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Just to name three culprits. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know that we have to do it, but then your kid might end up ah, being the one. feel like you have that to. That ruins Santa for the four-year-old. And he's like, Santa's not a real dog. Yeah. And the kid's like, ah! so we wanted to talk about this because when you look at lying to children we know statistically so i always say this this is kind of common sense but there's a lot of things i think of always medicine that kind of seem like common sense but then don't actually pan out um so there was a study that looked at 375 young adults in singapore about parental lying and they found that when they asked the question have you been lied to by a parent when you were growing up? Those that were lied to more were likely to have, they were more likely to lie to their parents and they had higher levels of psychosocial maladjustments. Yeah. So we also found that one study of thousands, that last one was only, you know, 400 of Singapore, but of thousands of children found it's kind of like a follow the leader, right? So if a parent is dishonest, the child was way more likely to be dishonest mm. themselves. And if a parent was honest, a child is more likely to be honest. So this, this got us like kind of thinking. And so there was this study that looked at at what age do kids start lying? Is it innate or is it learned? And they found that um, it's a study by Robert Feldman. And he found that first graders are unconvincing liars. They're not good at it at all. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Elise's in first grade and she sucks. Oh, lie. they're terrible at it. <laughs> Ran the other day, I was like, do you have a crush on a girl? He's like, no. And I was like, I'm going to lunch with you on Monday. I will figure it out. He's yeah. like, no. I was like, because I'm a mom. Also, Elise just like tells on herself. Oh, they're terrible. About everything. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not. Seventh graders are pretty decent, but college students are experts. And so why is it that as you get older, you know how to learn and they find that it's parents teach them how to lie? Oh, that's interesting. So... I looked at it differently. So there's a bunch of different types of white lies or a different bunch of different types of lies. So there's like outright deceit, right? Like you're like, nah, dog, I'm not sleeping with anyone while you're at your girlfriend's house, right? Like <laughs> that's an outright lie. There is no, I think about Amber Heard and oh, good Johnny Lord. Depp. Yeah. Someone is clearly lying, right? Someone is lying. Johnny Depp is like, I've never ever hit her. And she's like, I've been hit so many times. <laughs> I'm like, wow, these are so vastly different. Yeah. <laughs> points of whatever occurred in the house they're both psycho if you ask me but like that somebody is clearly lying i don't know who but some the courts will tell us but <laughs> someone's courts. lying the courts so there's the white lies so i was with graham he had strep throat i think we've talked about this and he had had it numerous times but after the first bout we went to the doctor and 
they had asked me, did you take all of the doses? Did he take all the doses? And I said, yes. And Graham gives me this look like you just lied. And so we get in the car and he's like, mommy, you lied. I was like, I did not lie. And he was like, no, I didn't take the last dose. And I realized then I was like, well, Graham, the reason why you didn't get the last dose is we had overdosed you on some and it's a liquid. Mm -hmm. So by the time we got to the last dose, Mm -hmm. he's supposed to have 10 mils and I only had four. So I just threw it out because I was like, clearly you've had Mm -hmm. enough medicine, right? So that's kind of a white lie. Someone asks you for your email at the party store and you're like, I don't have an email. (laughs) It's a white oh, lie. Oh, I see. I just say no thank you. Well, that's what you probably should do. But these are like white lies yeah. where they seem... Or when they ask you, do you want to round up and donate? And you're like, not today. When really it's like, not any day. We've talked about this. I round up every single time. <laughs> and I don't. I catch... I keep extra dollars in my car to give every homeless person. <laughs> and I think that you literally... I could be donating to any fund. I just think homeless people, like, they need resources. You know, they need something tangible other than just... Anyways, that's not the point of Yeah, today. that's it. But thank you for that moment. <laughs> <laughs> we all appreciate it. There's also pro-social lies. And this is actually when they research oh, this. Oh, yes. Do These I look fat lies. in this? Exactly. Yeah. That you wh- if you meet... You do but actually if you meet the person where they're at these are actually protective lies and the person knows you're not telling the truth but that's what they need in that moment but if it's something like a boss comes to someone is like you're super aggressive in your emails (laughs) and then they come to you and they're like am I super aggressive in my emails that's not the great and you do think that that's not a great time to do a pro-social lie that's the time to kind of be honest yeah because what they find is honesty actually builds trust yeah even when you think it's not going to um when you think that it's going to have a bad outcome right Right. so these are so research tells us that with these like pro-social lies it does actually build trust and if they really need you to tell the truth and you can read that you'll do it but we are going to talk about mythical lies okay so it's funny that that Whitney says that because we did kind of want to do a little bit of fun episode our last episode sleep training was a little kind of heavy and a little more solemn so we want to do something a little bit more fun today but what Whitney's saying is actually the approach that I take personally as a parent I think I've said it before it's important for for me to know that my kids can trust me and what that means is that I always follow through with what I say and that doesn't always mean a positive thing for my kids so when I tell Elise, you do that again, and there's going to be a consequence. Well, when she does it again, there will, in fact, be a consequence. That's actually me teaching her that she can trust me, because when mommy says something, that's what mommy means. However, we come to the topic of Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny, and I have stories for all of these things. So I have always sort of like been very much of the opinion. I'm not going to lie to my kids. Like if they should be able to trust anyone in this world, it should be me. And I feel like they, you know, like at least she can handle it, right? Okay, well, not too long ago, um, you know, it was Easter. And Elise is like, Mommy, is the Easter bunny real? And I was sitting at the table, you know, Michael was in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, Elise, if I... Um, if I knew the truth, right, let's say that something was the truth, would you rather know the truth or would you rather not know the truth because something was fun to believe? And she said, you know, I think I just, um, I would like to, to know the truth in that. And I said, okay. And I looked at her and I said, the Easter Bunny is not real. Come on now. You know that. (laughs) And she looked at me like I had just rocked her world and stripped her of all love and happiness not the creepy bunny and she goes 
And you could see her wheels turning. Like, she kind of knew. I mean, the Easter Bunny is so far-fetched. Like, y'all, what do you think? This thing is a massive-sized furry thing, and every costume is weird. It doesn't even make sense what he does. How does it get in the house? Does he hide the eggs? Is he having the eggs? Every family has the... It's a like, bunny. What is he doesn't it? even lay eggs. And like, the thing is, is we spend Bunnies so much Bunnies don't lay eggs? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Bunnies don't lay eggs? No. How do they have children? Like, it, I'm going to Google it real quick, but they definitely don't lay eggs. I mean, they just come out kind of like a cat has kittens. God, I never thought about that. Yeah. It's the chickens that lay eggs, which every now and then you'll see a chicken slipped into Easter. Oh. You know, I think they have them vaginally. Yeah, they do have them. I mean, I, I didn't wasn't going to go there, but. Um, you said dick at the beginning of this episode (laughs) but you didn't want to say vaginally yeah um all right we don't need it we Brittany's actually googling yeah so they they do eat the placenta so that leads me to think it's a (laughs) vaginal wow okay okay anyways wow okay okay, i never put it together we have really gotten anyways so okay so um so you could see her wheels turning and you could see that she had this hope that was being gone and she wanted to pursue preserve it and she was like i mommy am gonna believe that the easter bunny is still real and it was like in that moment we had a shared understanding that she knew it wasn't real and i knew that she knew it wasn't gonna wasn't real but she was going to pretend that it was real so that i would continue providing the fun that belief in the easter bunny brings and then she said what about Santa Claus? And I'm like, oh, geez, I am not ready for this. And then Michael's in the kitchen. He goes, there was a real man um, named, what's his name? I can't remember. Chris Kringle. Chris you got Kringle. me lost. I'm still on the bunnies. Don't have lay eggs. St. Nick. St. Nick. Chris Kringle was from the Santa Claus oh. with Tim Allen. Anyways, it was St. Nick, and he gave things to the poor or whatever. So... I know good and well that Elise does not believe in these things, but she likes to pretend that she does so that we'll all play along. And so my hope is that Rhett's going to be more stupid and it's going to be a lot easier to just sort of carry on. So they say around age seven, the kids have figured it out. And Elise is seven. You know, I I am terrible with all this stuff, clearly. I mean, I'm not good at all. Um, I try, but I think Santa is kind of creepy. You know, it's the idea you're going to a man, you're well, sitting I was lap, gonna you're say, telling him what he wants. Well, my thing was we spend so much time teaching our kids to be safe in their own home. Where can you be safe except for your own home and your own bed? And like, let alone these things are coming in after dark when everyone's sleeping and leaving things. Well, what about the sound systems as well? I mean, like the Hey Alexis doesn't go off. But anyway. Oh, hey Google. <laughs> hey Google or whatever you have around your house. But like I, so I'm not good at it to begin with. We make cookies every year for Santa. Yes. And the last two years, Graham's like, hey mom, aren't these your favorite cookies? I'm like, yeah, Graham, they are my favorite cookies. Now my son asked me a while ago if Santa was real. I, he was like four or five. He's like, mom, is Santa real? I don't, I I never played along, not because I had a deep-rooted belief in always being honest with my child, but because, like, I'm just not good at this kind of stuff. So I was like, I looked at him, I was like, Graham, do you really want me to answer that? And he was like, I mean, I think I know the answer. I was like, do you really want me to answer that? And he was like, no. And I was like, all right, then. Let's just call it good and yeah. move on. Yeah. And and so, I mean, he knows he's not real. I mean, there's no doubt. Well, this Christmas, I wrote Elise a letter from Santa. We do right? that every year, and it's in my handwriting. Exactly. <laughs> and Elise was reading the letter. And the way that I had written the word the, the T and the H were sort of connected. And she was having a hard time. And without thinking, as she was reading it, I helped her and I said, 
I'm sorry, baby. Mommy's handwriting's not the best. It's not the way that you're reading. Because in my mind, I wanted to validate the fact that it wasn't that she couldn't read because she couldn't read. My handwriting was sloppy. And she looked at me and she was like, but this letter is from Santa. Like, and I was like, right, oh, we're still shit. doing that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Santa asked me to write it because he has carpal tunnel and he's going to have surgery. Yeah. Well, you had an Easter, but, or not the Easter, but oh, the, the tooth, tooth fairy. fairy. Oh, good Lord. I wish the tooth fairy would just. Oh, the tooth fairy is annoying because the problem is in this day and age, the tooth fairy does not give Venmo, right? So I never have cash. And so Elise lost a tooth. Rhett was probably eight weeks when she lost her tooth. Which means that I was in a flurry of no sleep. Like, I was just in a cloud. I was so unrested. Anyways, I wake up at like 2 a.m. and I realize, oh shit, I haven't put any money under her pillow. So I go downstairs to my wallet. I grab what I think is the only cash that I had, which was a $10 bill. Which is an extreme amount. Which I'm not advocating for that. I think that's too much. But it was literally, I only had a $10 bill. Slipped it under a pillow, went back to sleep. The next morning, she wakes up and she's like, oh my God, mommy, the tooth fairy gave me $20. And I said, excuse me? <laughs> the tooth fairy Michael, also has gone through inflation. Michael looked at me and I'm like, what the fuck? $20? And then I remembered that I had two $10 bills that were folded up together that I had slipped under the pillow. And so that's just a bad place to be because now she expects like yeah. $20 from each tooth fairy. But then the other time, so I tried to say, I said to, it was the first one she lost on the top. And so I was like, well, Elise, the reason probably you got so much for that tooth is because it was like the first top tooth. And like Fire. from that point on you're not going to get as much and so the next tooth she lost we all out forgot okay she woke up she reached under her pillow nothing was there and she came in and she was crying and she was like the tooth fairy didn't come so michael <laughs> disappears and then he comes back and he's like hey check your pillow again <laughs> <laughs> well, you so, so Elise goes and checks her pillow and she was like oh i must have missed this yeah that's it and then she goes you know there wasn't any money but then I mentioned it and there was that's suspicious and I'm like do you exist. think do you think that's suspicious Elise like well, I don't Graham lost a tooth he lost the bottom tooth and he did he lost them always together so he lost one and we gave him a dollar and in the morning he's like I only got a dollar and I looked at him and I was like you only lost a tooth <laughs> <laughs> literally in, your body literally, literally forced it out. Doesn't. there like, was nothing you could do to actually keep the what tooth what do you want me to do here okay i'm doing the best i can right so then the next time he loses a tooth a couple days later and he loses the tooth like like legitimately loses the tooth in the house and now he's losing his goo yeah he's crying he can't find the tooth and like i mean i was like well let me see if i can help you i spent 35 seconds before i was like this is ridiculous yeah. like, we're not finding set tooth I, like i don't know we're probably gonna find it when we move out like, I don't know what to tell you. He's like, what do I do? Like, what? And I was like, I looked at him and I, I did the best I could. I said, Graham, baby, I'm the tooth fairy. Just write me a note. I owe you. And I'll get you it's a dollar. <laughs> he was like, okay. And he's like, dear tooth fairy. And I was like, AKA mom. It's me. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying here, but he's like right. losing his mind over it. Well, it, those of you of parents of little girls that allow them to have screen time that also like horses, I don't know, maybe that's a stretch. Elise plays this game called uh, Star Stable. And the problem with Star Stable is it is like a really shitty app, but they want you to buy the game on the PC. Well, we don't have a computer that we allow Elise to use. So she is on 
uh, just an, um, you know, it's a real strong goal that she has to save like $300 to buy a computer so that then she can save $80 to buy Star Stable because I'm not buying that. I'm not doing it. So I said, sure thing, girl. So in a seven-year-old's mind, the only way to earn money is to lose teeth. Oh, my God. So she's trying to like pull all her teeth out so that she can like... This, is a, this is a play in the background. So she's really been working on this one tooth for like a long time, right? Well, it eventually comes out. We give her like 10 bucks or whatever. God, still too much. Well, so she goes to the dentist. Okay, Well, because I was like, well, dang, girl, you've been working on this tooth. I'm going to give you something, you know? It's still a long way from 350 But anyways, she goes to the dentist and the dentist is like, yeah, I can tell this one came out a little early. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's because homegirl's trying to buy Star Staples. <laughs> so the question is oh are these lies about santa the easter bunny the tooth fairy when we know that lying is not good for the children studies can show that that's not good are they bad for children so what do you think uh, no yeah so they looked at studies so unlike a belief in santa which is something children grow out of it's fun it's something that they grow into yeah so they looked at a study of college students and what they realized that there was no link in the number of santa lies told to a um college student when they were younger and their relationship with their parents yeah and so most americans actually do do it they promote this idea of believing it's in fun. Santa, and they're called mythical lies and yeah i would so there doesn't seem to be any downside to a mythical lie so if you're playing into santa and you're playing all those it's very it's different from doing like a white lie or and even white lies let's be honest every now and then are okay but they're probably not the way you should communicate all these just know children are looking for honesty, but when it's in the name of something like and like the Easter Bunny and those kind of things, they can't find any downside to it. And also, like I think there's, you know, as kids get older, it's important to sort of try to to teach them social things, right? So, like if, um, you know, a, a kid walks up to someone else. So here's an example. Um, I don't remember if I told this or not, but Elise had a parent-teacher conference, and her teacher was like, yeah, Elise is, um, you know, sometimes she's just brutally honest, and she says things, and there was this little boy that came in, and his hair was all disheveled, and she was like, oh, Norman, it's not crazy hair day. And it's just like, there's some things you don't need to say, you know? And so I think later in life, that comes to value but yeah well and there is there is like some kind of there is value to that right so if if we've talked about this with eating at a friend's house when we were talking about picky eaters right so i'm teaching my child to be a polite eater that's right that may be seen as dishonest but because i genuinely don't want them to give their opinion if they're at someone's house in high school and they don't like the food i mean i've been to people's houses before they made a meatloaf with oatmeal I, it oh was God. it was awful but nonetheless when i ate it i was like she was like, do you like it? I don't think I like it. I was like, yeah, I think it's great. And I, I I, wasn't in love with it. But at the same time, she had made the effort to make the food. Yeah. And so, you know, there is kind of a little bit of value in that where you teach them to politely not tell the that's truth. Right. And that's that pro-social lying that we talked that's about. Right. It's actually people find more honesty in that. What, what honestly, what you shouldn't do with your child is kind of lie to the point that you're doing it regularly 
or you're doing it to elicit a response. All right. Right. So what we were talking about earlier when it's like when you say to them, like, if you do that again, I'm going to put you in. We're going to leave the park. If you have no intentions of leaving the park, don't not say only that. are you being inconsistent, but you're lying to yep. your child. And they do find that there's a link between children who have been lied to and their trust in parents. Well, I think that comes to poor discipline. I yes. mean, you completely lose your disciplinary teeth if you're constantly going to threaten your child and not follow up well, with it. Well, and then that's, there's, so there's I think trust, you, right? Yes. There's and trust I think and boundaries. You, you always have to say, anytime you're going to lay out a consequence as a parent, you have to be willing to accept that consequence yourself. So so when parents say crap like, oh, if you don't behave, Santa's not coming this year. Well, that's bullshit. And I'm going to call you on that because you're really going to remove or your child's gonna Christmas. we're going to cancel your birthday party. Yeah, that's stupid. And don't like six. Don't like, say that. It, gonna it's never going to work and you're never going to get the response that you want you know or even when parents say if you don't behave right now we're gonna leave now you can say that if you're actually gonna leave but if you yourself are having a good time and and that's not the consequence you want to accept don't say that because that's poor discipline i sometimes just say the phrase that you said earlier if that action continues one more time there will be a consequence because sometimes i don't know what the consequence is we'll figure it out as we and go so we're just kind of building the plane if i'm having a great it. time with yeah. my friends and now i gotta lay down a consequence yeah. i mean the big one would be to leave but I don't want to I don't leave. want to. And so. you don't have to. Guess what? You're the parent. You're the boss. Your kid doesn't control emotionally or anything else. So you so can do that. So in general, lying is not good. <laughs> well, I like but. your line, Whitney. The, the moral here is lie away about Santa, but it's not really a good idea to lie about much else. <laughs> that's what I wrote in our outline. I was like, go ahead. Lie about Santa. So that's lie our conclusion statement. Who apparently doesn't have eggs. I know. They I, eat the placenta. We've learned that today. I just really never... <laughs> thought about that i don't know why I, I i guess i thought the bunnies actually laid eggs no it comes right out of that thing <laughs> mind is blown here oh. so that yep so that's our conclusion that's it so thanks for listening to today's episode we know it was a little weird but we hope you're into it if you'd like to give us feedback or provide us topic suggestions just tell us your own funny stories reach out to us at slightly crunchy at gmail.com you can also follow us on instagram we post weekly reminders of new episodes and apparently brian reading to you oh, I'll post you can follow you us on so at hot. slightly crunchy momcast or even better buy us a beer you know we like to drink you can donate via buymeacoffee.com slash slightly crunchy until next week take care wait our drinks are totally empty and we ate the cherries bye bye